0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah,
1: could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee?
0: And does this smell good? Wolfen down your lunch. (laughs) Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolfen Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination.
2: All right, it is noon on a Thursday. It is time for Wolfing
3: Down Your Lunch. Rick is here with your stories. Rick? What's up, guys? All right, so the Suns lost their fifth game in their last six last night, 122. 111 to the Lakers. Here's Monty Williams.
4: I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that that's a huge disparity. 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right. This takes us to the
3: Sanderson Ford poll question up now at ArizonaSports.com. Are the Suns recent complaints about the officiating valid? Yes, they do get a fair whistle and should be. They do not get a fair whistle and should be vocal about it. Yes, but they should stop complaining. No, the officiating has been fine. What do you guys think?
2: <laughs> this is going to be what I, I want to see if 1% of people voted for option three. No, the officiating has been fine. I will go with option two. Uh, yes, the complaints are valid, but they need to stop complaining.
1: Um. Yes, I will agree with Luke. They need to stop complaining and they need to start playing. They need to start playing more than anything else. Don't let the officials. Don't let the referees get in your head.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just to be clear, I, I'm, they don't need to stop complaining because it's like annoying. It's you need to stop complaining because you got to control what you can control, and it's easier said than done. And especially when it's as embarrassingly ridiculous as it was last night, and really has been a few times this season with the officiating. But it's not going to help the Suns
3: to get that caught up in it. All right, I will go with option to, yes, but they should stop complaining. And that is the leader in the clubhouse, 49% of the vote. And then you've got 42 percent that say yes, they do not get a fair whistle and should be vocal about it, wow. and nine percent say no, the officiating has been fine. So there's nine percent of like Lakers fans yeah. and trolls on Twitter <laughs> who are, are, are on the internet who come on and, and vote that the officiating has been fine. And we welcome a the trolls. Too. A dissident is here. Apparently. Yes. And of course, you can go vote for that on ArizonaSports.com. All right. All right. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament resumes today with four Sweet 16 matchups at 3.30. We've got Michigan State and Kansas State, 4.15, Arkansas and Yukon. 6 o'clock, FAU and Tennessee, yeah. and 6.45, Gonzaga and UCLA. Which game are you guys most excited for today? I yeah, mean, there's some good ones. That Gonzaga-UCLA
2: one, though, is, is the one. I think because of all the games you just read off, that's the only one where I think both teams could legitimately win the title. Wow. I, I, so a, a legit title contender is getting knocked out tonight. Yeah. Uh, but they're all, honestly, all of Arkansas-UConns a a really good game.
1: Yeah, it is a good game. Um, I want to see Tennessee just mow down FAU. Sorry. Yeah, just I
2: really down. want FAU to win now just because of you and your bracket. Really? Okay, yeah. great. I'll Tennessee. be in here like an owl tomorrow. By the way,
1: did you, do you have Tennessee based on in your Final Four? They Does anyone? Yes. Anyone here? How about that? I don't we'll control do it. because anyone have Tennessee in
3: your final four? Two of my final four teams are eliminated. Okay, right. so
1: here it comes. I have them in buzzsaw.
3: my sweet 16, which is where they are, though. The buzzsaw that is the
1: Tennessee Volunteers. They will destroy FAU, I believe.
2: Um, So I want to see that game. And, of course, the UCLA-Gonzaga game. Nothing That's but gonna be good. owl sounds for the first segment of the show tomorrow if FAU can win that game. <laughs> it's nothing but owl sounds.
3: Hoot! Hoot!
2: Maybe, a, maybe actual your while you may. Yeah,
3: we should That's bring in, we should call someone from the Phoenix Zoo to just come in and hold yeah. The, yeah. the owl. I just just owl next, in the <laughs> next to Wolf. I, I'm, the yeah. whole just, time.
1: I'm just telling you right now. Take advantage while you may.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing, and I will give you credit for this. You are championing your victory of having Tennessee in the <laughs> Final Four, but they're not in the Final Four. They're in the Sweet 16. I understand that,
3: but look at their path, by the way. Yeah, I, see lot, I see a lot of owls. Well. And Wolf, uh, just to clarify, why do you have Tennessee in your Final Four? Because I love the way they play
1: defense. They're an absolute buzzsaw that will cut you in half. Not what I thought I was
3: going to hear. I thought I was going to hear because their VPI is better than a lot of other teams' BPI's. Well... Yes, but that's what BPI takes into account. That's one of the reasons why. The buzzsaw? Yeah.
1: That's what it stands for. Buzzsaw Power Index.
3: (laughs) Buzzsaw Power (laughs) Index. We
1: all know it's because of the BPI. Well, I
3: should have used that if I knew it was the Buzzsaw Power Index. Maybe next year. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going with Wolf Strategy next year. All right, ESPN's Jeff Passan wrote a season preview for the 2023 MLB season and said, if Cattell Marte returns to his 2019 and 2021 form, the D-backs could contend for one of the two wild card spots. Do you guys agree with what Jeff Passan wrote? Uh, if, he, if he returns to his 2019 form where he
2: was like a legit MVP candidate, yes. <laughs> because for all the excitement about the D-backs that is growing... Almost none of it ever seems to hinge on Cattell Marte. You know, he's he, he hasn't been that guy since 2019. He's been kind of up and down, decent, but not... Yeah. If he wants to have a great season, then yeah. Th- it, I'll tell you this right now. If Cattell Marte plays so well where he's like top three or four in MVP votes, which I don't think is going to happen, yeah. they will definitely make the playoffs.
1: Nice. They need somebody to do that. They really do. They need somebody to step up, whether it's a young guy or Cattell Marte. They need somebody to step up and be the anchor in that lineup, in my opinion. They need that guy. Is it going to be Cattell Marte? Let's hope. Oh, can you imagine if, in fact, Cattell Marte steps up and holds the pass apart to the key that unlocks all locks for the Arizona Diamondbacks if he goes out and has the kind of season he did even two years ago, let alone three? Oh, yeah. I'll take that all day long. He, he could be the difference. Unleash 240, the kidding.
2: 240 with 12 home runs last year. So, I mean. Yeah, no, not last year. If he specifically were to turn it around, that to me would almost be just a huge bonus. If he wants to get anywhere near that 329
3: with 32 home runs he had in 2019, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. All right, one last one, it's a, and it's a fun one. All right, The Sound of Silence, originally performed by Simon and Garfunkel and later covered by Disturbed, has been a big topic of discussion on the show this week due to us playing the song whenever, one, whenever someone mentions number 12 for the Green Bay Packers. Here's Wolf. Like, if you watch Garfunkel, too, sing it. He don't, he don't, he don't the way he sings, okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> I put a poll out on Twitter at Wolf and Luke yesterday. Oh, no. Which asked, which version of The Sound of Silence is better? Simon and Garfunkel and Disturbed. And I made sure that the results were finished. The poll was done by the time we did Wolf and your Lunch today. Oh, okay. No. And here are the results. Coming in with a narrow victory at 50.6% of the vote oh, versus 49.4% <laughs> of the vote mad. he doesn't even know who won. Is the original Simon and Garfunkel oh. version, <laughs> much to Wolf's dismay. Oh my god. Stop is
2: disturbed. it. Wow. You thought I, it was gonna be like 99-1. Oh my goodness! I, I. If only the BPI could have predicted that. Do you people have you ever been in a tunnel?
1: That's what I need to ask you. I mean, Simon and have Garfunkel are regarded as a classic a band.
2: I, please. <laughs> That, that's embarrassing. I think you just broke Wolf. All right, we're going to break. That was uh, that Wolf and down your lunch. Thank you, Rick. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Oh, I was really hoping this would be Simon and Garfunkel. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are heading to Chase Field for one night only on December 8th. Tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets right now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. The Suns lost again last night. How much trouble are they actually in? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke. On Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time for Pantera.
0: Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Oh, you missed the cue. You, you gotta play the gun. You gotta recap. And it was
0: right there, and
1: the guy was talking. Here we, here we go. It's all good.
0: our focal. Yes, Simon. Ray. Specs. The sound of silence. Ray.
1: Specs. The
0: disturbed version of the sound of silence.
1: Yeah! How'd that feel? I, was, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little lightheaded right now, basically. That's the way that it goes with a Pantera call-out, though. I haven't done one of those in a long, long time, and, man, that kind of felt good.
2: That, that one felt like there was a little extra something behind it. Oh, I'll my goodness.
1: Um, okay, great. Uh, thank you, Rick. I appreciate your contribution to the show and <laughs> bursting some blood vessels in my forehead.
2: <laughs> Rick just left.
1: He just he's gone. He's done. He He checked out. out. He's like, that's it. I'm done here. My work is done here.
2: That worked out nicely for me because I got to just sit back and eat some chips and watch. Wow. He's just a little lightheaded right now. It really feels good,
1: though, doesn't it, to scream? It's one of the things... It's so funny because um, it's one of the things that I miss the most, I think, about the game of football. And I've talked about this many, many times. Just the ability to scream as loud and as hard as you possibly can. And nobody caring (laughs) whatsoever.
2: You don't feel like you get that opportunity here? You just, you
1: don't. You don't get that opportunity. It's one of the reasons why I started doing that. The Pantera
2: called so yeah. I could scream. Well that was uh that was an especially good one. And I, I think in light of everything going on with the Suns you know the pantera call out right there i feel just maybe some some soothing it's just cathartic maybe we just need a calming moment and fortunately i have this from yesterday
1: it makes you feel like you're walking in a mountain meadow on a bright sunny day and you're picking flowers and you're walking in this beautiful sunshine with white puffy clouds they're drifting by you and you pick another one <laughs> you're just so happy <laughs> There. That's good. That's so I just needed good, that. You just- are.
2: You are so happy. When you listen to that song, that's the full range of Wolf right there in the span of about three minutes from you, the Pantera call out to that. Part, yeah, you
1: missed the part where you're so happy and you feel so good, but you're plucking the heads well,
2: off of the daisies. I, I trimmed it down to the, where I had command and control trim it down to the okay, year, 20. God. You know who else might need that is uh, is uh, Monty Williams. Here's Monty Williams after the game last night.
4: I, I spoke with Joe last week. I can sit here and rant and rave about what I have feel like is not a fair whistle it's just not With 46 free throws we're doing the same we're attacking the rim I'm getting explanations about um, we're taking too many jump shots mid-range jump shots like we're playing a physical game they had 27 free throws in the first half. They end up with 46. When do you see a game with 46 free throws for one team? Like, that's that's just not, that's not right. I don't care how you slice it. It's happening to us too much. Other teams are reaching. Other teams are hitting. And we're not getting the same call. And I'm tired of it. It's just, it's old. 46 to 20. Free throws with Devin Booker on our team. He gets 12. Josh gets, I mean, that our bench had no free throws. That's just, I'm over it. I've been talking about the same thing for a while. It doesn't matter what team it is. Last game, Shea gets, 19, I think he had 19 free throws. And it's old. I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that, that's a huge disparity. 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say. You know, StatMuse tweeted this out after the game. And StatMuse is not
2: like a Suns website or anything. The Lakers had 46 free throws tonight, the fourth most by any team this season. <laughs> the Suns had 20. Who was refing the game? Scott Foster with an animated picture of Chris Paul.
0: Wow,
1: there it is right there. The grudge match between Scott Foster, of course, and Chris Paul has been documented over the years. And it goes back a long, long way. Scott Foster wins every time. The feud between those two right there, the record of games that Scott Foster referees in and the record of Chris Paul, it's not good. And it's not good for the NBA. It can't be a coincidence.
2: It can't. The best thing that uh, the, the best tweet I saw last night was exactly that of here's the Scott Foster Chris Paul rivalry. It's not a rivalry if one side wins all the time, and that's yes. and Scott Foster does. He wins every time. Do
1: we have the sound of uh, D'Angelo Russell? Actually, do we have
2: the sound yep. of what right he here. said during this game is, caught on a hot mic? Yeah, this is. Uh, I'll let you hear it first, and then I'll I'll translate it. Scott Foster, y'all,
0: Scott Foster.
2: That was late in the game on the bench, and him yelling. To, it looked like to his own teammates. Scott Foster, refing y'all. Okay. Scott Foster. He was saying that to his teammates. To his teammates. So I don't know if he was upset about something, or they were upset, and he's like, look, it's Scott Foster, that's the way it's going to work. Right. Or if he's like, hey, they got Chris Paul, and Scott Foster's
1: refing, so we're going to win. Yeah, so you don't know his meaning, per se, right there, but it certainly doesn't seem good that he'd be saying that, citing... A referee this in the game.
2: Simple fact that everybody knows Scott Foster's name. And this is not just a Phoenix thing. It yeah. is extreme with Chris Paul. I get it. But they don't love him. And Boston, he, like, there, are, there are quite a few fan bases that are like, oh, Scott Foster's reffing. We already know how this is going to go. That's a player during the game on the other team. Pointing out well, it's a yes. Scott Foster game and saying it in such a way we're like, we all know what that means. Do we though? I don't know if we know his meaning. I don't what know what he's saying. I don't know what he meant, but I'm he was saying it to his teammates. Just like we all know what that means. Right.
1: Just the fact he's referencing a referee blows my mind. And it's the same guy. Every okay, time. let me just say this also right now. This was without LeBron James. <laughs> without LeBron. They shot forty six free throws without LeBron James we all know in the NBA what do we know in the NBA if you're if you're a guy who's a, an all-star if you're you're a guy who is known for being a great player you're gonna get some calls you just do it happens
2: in the NBA yeah because it's human nature that you're gonna get some calls but it's like if you're an all-time great too like LeBron or you know Austin Reeves. Okay, forget about
1: Austin Reeves. We all get it. LeBron or Austin Reeves. We understand the difference that is right there. Do but we? Think about well, no. They, I, we get your point, though. Okay, good. 7 of 10 in the first half. That was what the Phoenix Suns were. They, they shot 10 free throws in the first half. Um, 20 of 27, the Lakers, in the first half. Almost a 3-to-1 ratio. Almost 3-to-1. Of free throws attempted by the Lakers. Devin Booker took his first free throw attempt with 44 seconds left to go in the first half.
2: Book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Think it might have an impact on the game?
1: You got to be kidding me. And what was amazing about that at that point in time, Dennis Schroeder was six of six. Okay. <laughs> Austin Reeves was four of five. D'Angelo Russell, 3 of 5. But here's the kicker. Wenyon Gabriel was
2: 2 of 5. <laughs> like you said, the superstars get the calls first. Wenyon Gabriel and Austin Reeves, then they'll get to the Booker.
1: There it is right there. Wenyon! <laughs> almost triple D books two attempts from the free throw line. Wenyon Gabriel. um, What is going on here? When When you've got that kind of disparity... Something
2: is going on. Th- this is the one thing that, uh, driving in here today it can't be a coincidence to me. that That's the one thing I, I came to because it's not last night's game. It's happened quite a few times this season. And I know it's happened quite a few times this season, Wolf, because every time it happens, I reference that it's already happened quite a few times this season. I don't remember it being okay for one team to shoot 26 more free throws than right. another team in a right. game. And it has happened to the Suns. I'm going to have to go through game by game and figure out exactly how many games. But it's happened enough this season where everybody anticipates it going into that Game last night.
1: Yes, and not only that, Luke. But think about this: This is the last thing I'm going to say about this right now. Do you think the officials, or the referees, may have actually had a conversation at halftime? Hey, 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 guys. This is. I don't know about you. If you look at the stat sheet right there. I mean, it's hey, guys, we're doing a terrible job. Keep Twenty-seven. It up. Oh, free throws for the Lakers right now. Guess what happened in the third quarter, Basin earnings. The Suns only allowed four. Free throw attempts
2: I'm sure, against them. I'm sure the game they, changed that dramatically. What
1: what happened? You tell me what happened. You're going to tell me they didn't have a conversation and have to? Hey, guys, this is, <laughs> this is looking a little weird right here. We better get on top of this. Hey, that's the thing that worries me and concerns me the most. What are you doing? Just officiate the game. Uh, that's I mean, that's basketball. fair both
2: ways. That that is the NBA, and that is not an anti-Suns agenda. That's just the way it's always been. I I, I don't think that the NBA is out to get the Suns. I just don't think they have a lot of great officials. They certainly don't have a lot of consistent officials. Real quick, here's Devin Booker afterwards.
4: I mean, you guys know, mine. You know, you might say me and Chris. Yeah, we're more vocal and expressive <laughs> how we feel, but you know, you get somebody like Kevin Alda. Speaks for itself.
2: I just I like that quote. Because he says flat out, look, yeah, me and Chris, you know, sometimes maybe we do go a little overboard. How do you say it? You might say sometimes, but Monty Williams, and that's true. Monty Williams is, is pretty pretty laid back, and he has had to I talk about officiating, idea. or or whether you believe he's had to or not, he has talked about officiating at least four of the last six games. Incredible. and You could hear how frustrated he is that it's even a conversation still, as am I. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, DeAndre Hopkins try to send a signal that he wants to go to one team in particular. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: All right, it is March 23rd. DeAndre Hopkins is still on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know there's quite a few Cardinals fans that are like, that's good. Why do you want to get rid of him? So I just want to be clear. I don't want to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I I think you're a better team, obviously, with a better player. I just think it's inevitable that they're going to get rid of him. And it seems like maybe the next domino to fall in this NFL offseason Bill Barnwell had a story up on ESPN yesterday uh, evening looking at uh, at some of the biggest, um, best fits for potential free agents, right, around the league. Yeah. But he snuck in one. I think he had about 10 on there. But he, he snuck in a trade at the end. And that trade was DeAndre Hopkins to Carolina. Now, the return, Wolf, wasn't great. It was a third-rounder, the 93rd overall pick. So a late third-rounder. And the Cardinals retained $10 million in salary. That's not Bill Barnwell saying that he's heard that that's going to happen. That's just him piecing together kind of what, in his opinion, he said it, it, it's called a possible deal. He's not yeah. like trying to break news and if that's what it is, I don't love it at all. <laughs> Do you think that makes sense? Do you think that makes sense? uh well, he hasn't gone to Carolina. I don't know if the Carolina part makes sense, but i I am, Well, isn't
1: that kind of a big deal though? I mean, you would think about
2: yeah. Yeah, the
1: team he's going to, does that make sense?
2: But does does a late third rounder where you have to retain some salary, does that part make sense? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, but it kind of feels like that's where it's going.
1: Uh, listen, Carolina, if you want DeAndre Hopkins, you can take your third round pick <laughs> and you can forget about it. That's okay, nicer just go than I thought you were going to be. And forget about it. Um, That's... That makes no sense to me whatsoever. It doesn't. First of all, you have to talk about the Carolina Panthers. You have to talk about them because will they have a rookie quarterback? Do you think they moved up to number one and gave up what they gave up to get to number one to draft Will Anderson? Uh, I I don't think so. Do you think they're going to take a quarterback with the number 1 pick overall? I think that is going
2: to be the case. I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud, but either way, Uh, he's a rookie. I
1: I think you're right about that. I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. There's no way in the world you want DeAndre Hopkins around a rookie that is trying to find his footing and make his way in the National Football League. Uh, th- not at this point in D-Hop's career. He's over 30, 30 years old right now, mm-hmm. and I think DeAndre Hopkins would tell you the exact same well, that, thing. Well, that's the thing. I mean, cause, He cause, doesn't want to be in that situation.
2: Yeah, I th- and I think that's really the the bigger part of this. Like, if you told me, hey, you have a rookie quarterback, and uh, we just signed DeAndre Hopkins as a free agent. All right, that's great. That'll make my rookie quarterback's job and life a lot easier.
1: No, it wouldn't. But it's not... No, it wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. Because Hop is not known for running precise routes. He's not. He could actually mess your quarterback up a little
2: bit. Well, and that's the conversation we were having the other day when, when it was coming up with the Patriots, even Mac Jones, who isn't a rookie. Does that create a bad habit? Because the next receiver after DeAndre Hopkins... When he's covered, he actually is covered. You know what I mean? So you yes. can't throw it at him expecting a catch thinking it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Either way, the, the, Mindset of the Panthers, if they're in a rebuild mode, going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins does not make as much sense. And certainly what you said, it doesn't make sense for DeAndre Hopkins if he really wants to go to a winner. is not going to win next year.
1: I, DeAndre Hopkins, at this point in time, wants to go win. He's made an awful lot of money, still wants his money, still wants to get paid, of course. But he wants to win at this point in his career. And that's just not the case when you look at the Carolina Panthers. They are not ready to win now. And that's why it's shocking to me that Bill Barnwell would even say, this is this makes the most sense. No, no, it doesn't. What makes the most sense to me is somehow, some way, the Buffalo Bills figure out a way to acquire DeAndre Hopkins. Would you say they're desperate at this point? to go out and and play better than what they did last year. Yes. Yeah. The same thing can be said for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not desperate. They're not desperate. But, man, would D-Hop fit like a glove for the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: Yes. Well, D-Hop put out on his Instagram story last night a reference to the Buffalo Soldier. And he referenced Bob Buffalo
1: Marley. Buffalo Soldier! Yes,
2: that. Uh, he didn't have you singing it in the background. But maybe like if he had dropped. the audio, oh, he would my goodness. Bark at the moon. But Whiffleys
1: uh, are not known for their singing.
2: I don't know. at all every time together. I saw Michael Porter Jr. on TV the other night and immediately thought of your song yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tied to him it's forever. So bad though So bad it's good. Uh, and there's definitely a market for that out there, apparently. So <laughs> there's the uh, Buffalo Bills. Here's Pac-Man Jones on with uh, on the Pat McAfee show today talking about Buffalo and how that might be a good fit for D-Hop.
4: I think it could work. Why Why couldn't it work? Um, I think he can go to Buffalo, one-year deal. Um, I don't really think it's about the money with him right now. Okay. Um, okay. how he want to get out. And it's, it's a big thing. He want to win. Definitely want to win and get a shot. So... My sources tell me Buffalo can work.
2: So here's the thing. First of all, I didn't even know Pac Man had sources. But Source apparently, it
1: does. We got to we got to get that. It's West Virginia. We got to get that money on
2: that money, man. We got to. get I, him I on. did not realize that he went to West Virginia until you pointed that out right there. Yeah,
1: the pride of every mountaineer, of course. <laughs> you should do spoken
2: word of the West Virginia. <laughs> Come fight on, you
1: old lads, join with us, young grads. No, that I had it backwards. Anyway, no, so let's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't make a lot joined with his old grads. <laughs> Come on, you see, old I, It was grads. messed up because I wasn't singing it. That's uh, why I messed right. it up.
2: Here's one more from Pac-Man Jones, okay? Talking about other teams, maybe.
3: What we're hearing from Pac-Man's source says. says... Feels like Buffalo Bills fans have a reason to be excited. Mm-hmm. But Falcons fans, I guess, in. Ravens fans, in.
1: Raiders Patriots? fans should know they're in. in. Anybody else?
4: Patriots fans? Oh, oh what? what do
2: you think Pac-Man sources? Come on, Pat. DeAndre Hopkins? Pat, seriously? How do you have a source that just
1: rattles off five teams? Yeah, I know. He, he did rattle them off right there. The one thing I also don't like about this proposition from Bill Barnwell is the fact that not only was it a third-round pick you were going to get in return, but you had to eat some
2: of the contract. Uh, no. the end! H- hard pass. No! That's not happening! Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll
1: second round pick. Maybe I'll, I'll consider maybe about, you
2: know eating a little bit of that. Late a, third, third round, round pick? pick. Keep walking.
0: I, I, what Walk is Monty, on home, boy.
2: <laughs> what does Monty Austinfort say when Carolina calls and they're like, "Hey, uh, you got a Hall of Fame receiver that's uh, still you know pretty close to his prime? Uh, what if we give you the ninety third pick in the draft?" And you pay us $10 million. Yes. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And by the
1: way, he is still in his prime right now. He is. He is. His prime just
2: looks different than than your traditional dominant wide receiver, but his numbers don't. I mean, they did last year because he was suspended for six games and the team was a mess when he got back. Still Anybody doubt that he can still play? Yards.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. He's still one of the best receivers in the National Football League.
2: This is what we need. We need. We need Kyler Murray to miraculously recover. DeAndre Hopkins to be like, if Kyler's here, that's fine. I'll practice every day and let's go. And all these teams are like, hey, we'll give you a ninety third overall pick and you right. give us ten million dollars right. because they think they're just calling your bluff. You can just be like, yeah, we just won't trade. Walk on home, boy. And enjoy. Enjoy. Go ahead, Buffalo. Don't. Don't. Not add gonna receivers. do it. La 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 la. Nah, not going to do it. <laughs> you have to get that one last la That's in right there. Legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, has announced his retirement. I and mean, We want to hear from you. Just text AL to 620-620 and submit a video thanking Al with your thank you Al message. We may even play a few of these on the air. Just text AL to 620-620. Coming up next, nothing has really changed at all with the Kevin Durant timeline. What is that doing to the... Mental makeup of this Phoenix Suns team. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: All right, what did uh what did Tom and Phoenix call it earlier? Wolf. Talking about the uh, Kevin Durant trade. Paraphrasing, Tom. Yeah, Tom. But, but he was basically uh, like... He uh, said, quote, it's a failure. He said, look, it, it could change, but right now... Yeah. And it was just such a simple thing to say, but it was so spot on that you and I both just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it could change. It should change. The it, trade it, was made for it the playoffs. change. But right now, that trade is an absolute failure. How <laughs> 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 do think about it? You... Luke said
1: it last week, ladies and gentlemen, and it was... No, actually, it was, it was earlier yesterday. this week. It wasn't... No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was two days ago. Don't tell me it was I feel like it was yesterday. We actually said it. Luke had one of his more brilliant moments hmm. where he realized that it was almost six weeks to the day... This is why I know this it was yesterday. This is why it was yesterday, yes. <laughs> six weeks to the day that Kevin Durant had been traded for. The Suns had acquired him. And he still had not made his home debut. It seems he like a problem. He had played once at the Footprint Center. <laughs> what? Boy, that, I mean, you, you want to deny it immediately. Like, it's not true. That's
2: fluke. That's so You're ridiculous. Full of it. Meanwhile. And yet, that's the truth. In that time, Mikel Bridges has scored 432 points for Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> So that's you nice, know Miguel. We love you. Miguel. We do. Go off, dude. But maybe just go get it. Could you? Could you teach KD whatever it is you do to play in every <laughs> game? You did say he was your favorite player growing that's up. That's right.
1: Oh my goodness, it's stunning right now. Kevin Durant. has played in three games, and they're all on the road. <laughs> He's been here. We've, we've been talking about Kevin Durant for almost two months. Like, we've been talking about Kevin In Durant the since Sun for July. almost two months. And he's
2: still not played a whole. Okay. I just want to be clear, too. That 432 okay. points I threw out there that wasn't like some what, ridiculous exaggeration.
1: You can actually do the rest of the segment. I'm going to get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you have threatened to go get coffee like eight times today. <laughs> Why don't you just go get some coffee? Just absolutely want to walk out of here and just mumble to myself. Walk down the hall and just mumble. Oh, I've been
2: doing that. I think, it, it, look, anybody <laughs>
1: out there. <laughs> <laughs> anybody
2: in the newsroom that works in sports. Gets it? They're like, okay, it's just he he broke. He broke waiting for Kevin Durant to make his home debut. (laughs) But the people over in news are like, what are they talking about over there? He looks really serious for
1: sports. Okay, Wolf lost it. He 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 broke. Speaking of breaking, he broke. (laughs) He uh, started mumbling, walking down the hall, getting coffee during a beautiful part of the program.
2: It was, um, it was the update on ESPN last night. Did you see the update? It was like, okay, we got this update on Kevin Durant. No, I did not. He's going to be reevaluated next Thursday. Oh, no. Really? Come on. Thanks, guys. He's That's being exactly every day, right? Well, but th- next Thursday is exactly three weeks from when they said it. Next Thursday is the exact target date we've all been looking at. I,
1: I hope, you know what, James? You and Monty, I trust, if, without exception, uh, I trust Monty Williams and James Jones, without exception. Are you guys sure about this one? <laughs> Are you sure? Do <laughs> you know what you're doing?
2: You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna because um, I, I have it on my computer because I was adding up Mikael Bridges' point totals. I'm just gonna open up the Mikael Bridges player page on ESPN <laughs> on every computer in the in the newsroom, and then I'm gonna go home. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. Okay, okay. no explanation. All right, right. Yeah, okay. that's my contribution to the building today. Yeah, the Internet Fairy, Luke. <laughs> I'd prefer a different nickname, okay. but that's what I'm yeah, going to I, do. I, I
1: um, regretted saying it as soon as I said it.
2: The, that's why I talked over it so they couldn't cut the audio. Look,
1: no it. dude wants to be called a fairy, okay? Based on no no
2: dude wants to be called a fairy. But this is We need a new segment of Wisdom with Wolf right there. Uh, the. The issue potentially for the Suns, because you wonder if James Jones and Monty Williams are, are looking and they're saying, OK, we're still in fourth. We don't need to rush Kevin Durant back. We don't need to rush the reevaluation. Right. You don't need to rush him back, but I don't think a reevaluation is going to hurt. But I, I just wonder it, what the losing is doing to this team not in the standings. You know what I mean? Like they sounded like they got eliminated from the playoffs last night after that game. They, they don't sound right anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, Luke. Or look you, you right. can tell You can tell that it's taking a toll on these guys right now. But it's not, it's not so much, I think, Kevin Durant. It's just what has transpired over the last, I don't know, I want to say seven or eight games. Somewhere in that vicinity right now where the free throw disparity is real. It, it's it's gotten bad. Of course, it's come to a head over the last couple of games. Think about this, Basin Orleans. The 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 last two opponents of the Phoenix, Sun, Phoenix Suns, they they took eighty two free throw attempts in the last two games, which is thirty eight more than what the what the Phoenix Suns took.
2: Yeah, eighty two to forty four. Uh, wow. How about this over their last five losses? And one of those games was a loss to Golden State where the free throw differential was 24-22, so nothing, right? Okay, yeah. But even counting that in there, the free throw differential, just in terms of attempts in the Suns' last five losses, they've shot 104. The opponents have shot 180. <sighs> okay, yeah, right. Come on. That's... Like, that's not
1: right. Yeah, that... That's not right. There it is, Mrs. Rosati, my fourth grade teacher. (laughs) She used to say, that's not right. Well, she was ahead of her time because it's not right. It isn't right right now what is going on. And the worst thing about this is, as a player, especially a professional athlete, You don't, it's hard enough to go out and play a professional sport at the highest level our species can generate. Trust me on this. Even if you're LeBron James, it's hard. It's difficult. Even if you're one of the most talented guys in the history of the game, it's still very difficult. Even if you're Austin Reeves? It it is hard. The last thing, yes, Austin Reeves has
2: really... Well, I just, really I didn't, I didn't into realize hole. he had that and level Luke of respect life, around NBA officials that he's he's one of the all-time he, greats already. Right, of didn't course. Realize it.
1: But the last thing you want to be thinking about is that the officials have it out for you. And that's what's being perpetuated right now. Monty Williams is saying it right now. Listen, how does this happen? Monty's going in front of a microphone, and we heard him. 46 How does that happen? He's the one questioning it as well. And you can tell it's legitimate. He's questioning how this happens in the NBA. So if he's questioning it, do you think the players are are questioning it? Yes. And this is where monty has got to be careful. He's got to be careful because it's okay for a coach to question it and go in front of a microphone and fight for his guys. It's okay for a coach, I think, to be ejected from a game because of it. Because he's fighting for his guys. It's okay. But when it gets into a player's head to that degree where he might be ejected from a game or go off after a game in front of a microphone
2: because it's in his head. Now you got issues. Well, the issue too is—is is this has been a talking point to the point where Suns players have been discussing it after games for like the last five or six games now, and I would say last night was the worst it's been it had in to that come stretch. Ahead, right? Yeah. So now, what happens? I mean, does Monty Williams sit everybody down to practice and say, "Look, no, you don't think he does? No, he
1: does." But where it really needs to come from is Chris Paul. And Devin Booker.
0: Well, and may- so, so maybe really he talks to, to them to
2: separately. I don't know, but I, I, somebody has to look around and say, "This isn't right." It's not, but we can't control what they're doing, and they're controlling what we do because that's that is unfortunately the reality right now. The officiating has been so lopsided that it is impacting the Suns and other areas of the game. Yes, and that that I mean, if that happens, it's exactly what you're saying. Then they're done. I just honestly,
1: it's got to happen on the player level. I, I know Monty will back it up. Monty will talk about it. He will say all the right things to his guys. We got to make sure we're buttoned up in what we're doing. But man, it's really got to come from book and it's really got to come from Chris Paul. Those two guys have got to step up right now and lead. And it, it's, it doesn't make it easy when you've got this kind of disparity that's going on. It doesn't make it easy to tell your teammates, just ignore it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we got to ignore it. we got to put our head down and we got to ball out, make sure you're doing everything you should be doing. It's, it's not easy to say it when you've got this kind of disparity,
2: but you got to say it nonetheless. And then ideally the next game out, it wouldn't be as bad. You know, because if they had had that conversation two days ago and they're like, hey, you got to ignore it. okay? everybody's it's not that bad. It's not so bad. And then you go out there and the other team shoots 46 free throws. It really kind of undercuts your message to your teammates. Still, it's got to stand because if you are focused on that, (laughs) good luck. All right, we come back. We talked to Max Starks earlier in the show about uh, the state of the Cardinals. We haven't really got to talk to him in a a couple months now. So uh, we'll react to some of what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports
0: leader.